0: The views and opinions of this program are those of its host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 90.1 FM, KKFI, Midcoast Radio Project, or its staff and volunteers.
1: goes out to you today for listening to Eco Radio KC on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio this is a locally made exploration into positive solutions to some of today's ecological challenges for all of us working to create a healthier future for our communities and for the world you live in
2: Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. My name is Darnell. Today on Eco Radio KC, it is KKFI's fun drive. We are asking you to support KKFI, your community radio station. We bring you music and vital information underserved or ignored by mainstream media. KKFI is supported by our listeners, local businesses and organizations that share our mission. Consider becoming a sustaining member today. You can promise to give a little or a lot on a monthly basis, bill directly to your credit or debit card. If you can give as little as $10 monthly, we will thank you with a blazing new KKFI t-shirt that shows the community you are a member of our community. The volunteers who create Eco Radio KC love creating new and exciting shows for our listeners. Today, we will play just a few highlights of shows we have broadcast since the last Pledge Drive. Richard Mabian, Brent Ragsdale, Craig Lubel, and Terry Wilkie create these monthly programs because we care about the environment and we care about our community. We are optimistic that when we talk to listeners about Earth issues, our broadcast might result in change. Changes to our interaction with this planet. Please stay tuned in. What you will hear will encourage listeners to call or go online and pledge support for our work. Your sponsorship is what keeps KKFI on the air. The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its members. EcoRadio KC is glad to encourage awareness and protection of our world. Our goal is to ensure our listeners are aware of how we can create a sustainable present for a sustainable future. We support the work for a future in which humans flourish as members of a thriving sphere. We are all in this together and it will take all of us to make the world safe for human habitation for millennia to come. This will be a great radio hour. Now our show.
3: Good evening. It's Terry Wilkie. Thank you for listening to ECO Radio KC. We're so excited to bring you this show tonight. As Darnell explained, we're having a composite show of pieces that we have created since the last pledge drive to show listeners the value that ECO Radio brings to you every Monday, 6 to 7 o'clock, I'm going to play a piece that Brent Ragsdale recently did talking with Karen Willie, a Douglas County Commissioner, about industrial solars. But before we start that, Gordon Risk is our champion this hour, and Gordon is willing to match the first $100 that calls 888-931-0901, or you can go online... And now let's listen to a few minutes with Brent's show.
0: Good evening. Welcome to ECO Radio. This is Brent Ragsdale. We've got a special guest to join us tonight, and that is Karen Willey, one of the county commissioners from Douglas County, who was instrumental in developing their, what I would consider, progressive ordinances for the use of land for both energy production and for agriculture, which is what we're going to talk about tonight under the guise of agrivoltaic. Karen, welcome to the
4: show. Good evening. Thanks for having me.
0: I was working for an energy company, and we had a big project, and they were interested in putting in a solar array. And it went from being kind of rooftop to being out in a remote meadow that had always been hayed. And so I got interested in this agrivoltaics topic to see if there would be a way that we could do that and disrupt that land as little as possible. I want to talk about the, the three main types of agriculture that they pair with, at, with solar panels. And that's basically to graze animals. And it seems that the animal is sheep. Then also the growing of vegetables. And then the third idea is to provide ecological services. So can we grow native plants or increase the biodiversity in that region or maybe improve the soil? We want to figure out a way that we can make instead of just either power production or agriculture, how can we zone it? How can we manage the regulations to encourage the proper use of that land? What do you think of that problem statement?
4: Very much agree. And I would say in my mind, what i talk about is that we're working on decarbonizing our energy systems and recarbonizing our soils. And those can happen hand in hand. That's great. Uh, Utility scale solar would happen if we get an application in Douglas County as a conditional use permit. The zoning itself says is agriculture, and this is a conditional use. So it's it's temporary, it has a start date and an end date. Uh, The time that we gave that was 25 years. That can be renewed, but that has to start over at that point. And then all of the other conditions can be on top of that in terms of how we want the land to be dealt with. Utility scale solar could be the largest single land use conditional use permit that we would ever see. And we do have an Active application. So the two main things that we heard in the community that were kind of the largest fears were erosion and the use of chemicals. So we really designed our regulations around how do we protect that ground uh, and maybe even heal it, in it additionally for the future of agriculture. So this would be zoned agriculture before the project, during the project, and after the project. So we wanted to leave that land uh, healthier than it started and really build soil health as an opportunity within the solar installation. And that's a high bar, and we recognize that. So we wrote our regulations to have a requirement of perennial and native vegetation or something that can work well with agriculture. The other piece is to minimize grading. And what that does is it allows them to you know, fix any drainage issues, because this is going to be in place for 25 years, possibly fix farm terraces if that's the case, but not to take them out. The idea is that they have to choose land that they can work with, and they're working with the natural con. Tours of that land. When we talked with engineers from the utility companies, they did say that, yes, our plan is to go in and we will bulldoze everything flat and, and put in our installations. And that, as a soil health enthusiast, was unacceptable to me. We need to be able to work with the lay of the land. It's not too much to ask, but it's certainly different. So,
3: Brent, that was a great show and very timely. So, you have a real talent for radio. Tell us why you started with KKFI. Have you only worked for Eco Radio, or
0: I've only worked for Eco Radio? Yeah, so it's been many years now. I, I don't know how long—seven or eight years ago—and I I've always been a listener. You know, I've lived in Kansas City for 25 years and always loved KKFI, it, especially what it stands for. It's inclusivity and how it speaks to every part of our community all around the city. And I, I'm an environmental person, you know, and so I, I had always tuned in to eco radio for the last maybe 15 years. And I, I used to work at Hallmark downtown, and so it was very handy. So I just contacted you, and I thought, well, maybe I'll I'll just do read the news. And before long, Richard had me on the on the air, <laughs> being a host. And and lo and behold, I was able to do it, and it's been a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> well, you do a a really very great job, and listeners. If you heard that Karen Willie program, or if you did not, it's easy to find in our archive, kkfi.org. And while you're there, click that Donate button for as little as a dollar a day. That has a great deal of meaning for KKFI. You can become a sustained giver. You can talk with Timmy by calling 888. 888- 931-0901. And we would really appreciate it if you would call us now. What do you think about that, Richard?
1: Well, I was just, when uh, Brent started talking, I started thinking about it. He had me down to hallmark to put on a presentation and that's how i met him and stuff and uh, we just started becoming friends after that and uh uh yeah we got him on the show and i've i've been uh, a fan of his ever since him and his wife don't leave his wife out she's mm-hmm. involved in this industry too and uh and that's what makes it right you just said something Brett that i thought was very uh, uh inspirational is we cover the spectrum That's one thing I like about KKFI. We talk about folks that live in our country, you know, and we don't miss a beat. Uh, I'm in the low-income communities, deep down on my knees in the weeds, and we're there doing what we can to bring people out, and we talk about it. We introduce people to what's really going on in parts of the town that they don't know. Uh, The incident we had with the shooting and stuff, if that's all you would ever hear about people who live in the low-income community, it would be disgusting. So it's our responsibility to make sure those people that are striving to get ahead and striving To be solid, American citizens need to be heard about, too. So I'm just saying it. Just take your time. You heard her giving
3: you the number to call. That is um, 888-931-0901. Okay.
1: And uh, make your bid. We need that. We need your help uh, to keep us on air so we can do the things that we know how to do let's talk about the environment right well richard i'm sure you're thinking
3: yeah i'm sure you're thinking why do why does kkfi need my support people kkfi is listener supported we're not part of any larger media conglomeration we don't receive tax dollars the money that we receive by having these pledge drives We're very efficient. All of us are volunteers. They're not paying us anything to do it. We do it because we love it, I'm sure. We have a few paid people here because KKFI operates. It's an operation. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And every dollar that you give us, we make quick and efficient use of. We don't waste it. And we use it to create programs like KKFI We broadcast 100 miles of the tower in Kansas City, Missouri, and we live stream around the world. And we podcast. You can listen to any of these shows on the podcast. Now, when we come back, we're going to open up. We're going to take a break for some public service announcements. And when we come back, we're going to open up with the show that you did, Richard, when you interviewed Jeffrey Severin, and he's with Tic Tac. And he'll explain, Jeffrey Severin will explain that to you in the bit. Richard, you just do some fabulous shows. We really appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, Craig, before the day is over, I've got that very smart piece that you did about aluminum pollution with the woman from the Environmental Integrity Project. And so it's too bad, these are just little bits of the program. If anyone would like to hear the entire program, and I'm sure many people will because they're so, you can see their excellence, you'll have to go to our archive at kkfi.org. And while you're there, you can easy click that donate button. And let me tell you another easy way to give to KKFI you can go to the Eco Radio KC Facebook page, and we have a fundraiser pinned right to the top. And so you just click that fundraiser, and we would really, really appreciate that kind of support from everyone.
0: Yeah, we, we really would. You know, it's it like you like Terry said, we're, we're all volunteers and. If you want to volunteer, talk to us. We'd, we'd love to have your, your time. But if, if all you can manage right now is your money, we'd, we, we could really use that as
3: well. And if you ever wanted to come to the station and watch a show, we would love that. We would just welcome anybody. Now, uh, just contact the KKFI website, and you can drop a line to Eco Radio KC, and you can see what it's like. Okay, we're going to take a short break for public service announcements, and we will be
5: right back. Support for KKFI comes from Community Lending of America. Their Community Minute for February spotlights Prodeo Youth Center, whose mission is to build relationships to empower teens in a safe and inclusive environment. Prodeo Youth Center is a relational organization geared toward teenagers in grades 9 through 12. At its core, Prodeo is a people group, a family, a home away from home. Learn more about ProDale Youth Center all this month at Community Lending of America's site clakc.com. I'm Dr. Anthony Lizerwitz and this is Climate Connections. In many cities, formerly lively business districts are eerily quiet. For years, office vacancies have been increasing, and since the pandemic, more offices are empty than ever before. Meanwhile,
6: there is a massive shortage of residential units across the United States.
5: Diane Hoskins is co-CEO of Gensler, the world's largest architecture firm, and co-author of a new book "Design for a radically changing world. She says turning some of those vacant office buildings into apartments could create much-needed housing and help the climate.
6: Any time we reuse an existing building, instead of building a new building, we are reducing carbon emissions on planet
5: Earth. That's because repurposing a building dramatically reduces the need for new concrete and steel, which create a lot of carbon pollution. Many office buildings are not suitable for apartments, for example, because they have large interior areas with no windows. But Gensler estimates that perhaps a quarter are candidates for conversion, And with hundreds of millions of square feet of vacant office space across the country, that could add up to a lot of housing without a lot more carbon pollution. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. To learn more about climate change, visit climateconnections.org.
3: This is Terry Wilkie. We're back. And before we get too deep into our pledge drive, and don't forget, Gordon Risk is masking is matching the first $100 we received tonight. Let's listen to a short piece of Richard Mabian speaking with Jeff Severin.
1: Good evening, everyone. This is Richard Mabian. Jeff, our guest for tonight, uh, you know, I promised him and I promised you that when he got this position, referred to as Tic Tac, that I wanted him to be able to at least once a month, as he's getting started, to come on and keep you as an audience updated with what steps he's making towards organizing this. Business, this, this organization that he's putting together that's designed to help you as individuals or you as an organization to be able to apply for some of this money that's out here that's being made available so that his assistance is one of helping you get funded. Not saying you will but at least now you have someone who can work with you. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on again.
6: i um, real honored to be here and be able to, to share a little bit more about what we're doing and, and provide a quick update for the Heartland Environmental Justice Center, the <laughs> Communities Technical Assistance Center. So just remember Heartland Environmental Justice Center um, at heartlandej.org. That's the easiest way to find us. But yeah, our, our goal really is to help navigate the system to, to get the funding for projects, especially environmental justice projects, energy justice projects, through the region and, and we cover a four state area and, and work with the tribal nations that are in our region as well.
1: Thank you, sir. Now, Rich. Richard, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you, brother. It's great to be here. And my name is
7: Rich Gitaus. I think it's really interesting that we have Jeff here because this is a, a watershed moment, really, for the way government relates to people. Because in yes. the past, it's always been, hey, we figured out a program in Washington, DC, and we're gonna fix your community. This is the first real tangible time I've ever seen a major investment in the government hiring smart people like Jeff and his team and they don't have a program. Yes. They are here to help you solve the problems that you see in your community and I'm so excited about that. So Jeff, can you just talk a little bit about that? Who can come to you? How small a problem? How big a problem? Who can come to you for help?
6: yeah i think that's really important what you said about we're not coming to people with a program and i think we've been very specific in the way that we structure our work and structure our approach that we don't have a necessarily defined answer coming into any situation we are still kind of in that process of of building our program we wanted to build it with the support of folks who are the experts out there in their community so i don't want our our team to come in to a community and say here's here's the solutions, here's these tools that we have for you. I want to go into these communities um, and learn from them, find out what tools and resources they most need. Um, because what I think is needed in a community may not be what the community needs. And so really wanting to make sure that folks are involved from the beginning and in, in helping to find, you know, what does support look like? What does it look like for us to be supported through this process so that then we can go out and develop that. Yes, it can be any individual who's experiencing some sort of environmental injustice. It can be an organization. It can be an established nonprofit organization. We can work with small communities. And again, really just the goal is to help them navigate that process of getting funding for those projects. It could be from the very beginning. Let's help you even understand and identify what the challenge in your community is or dig a little bit deeper into that and understand what's at the root of the problem. We're not here to put a bandaid on anything. We're here to really help dig in and understand what the root issues are and then work with those organizations, those individuals to help develop solutions, identify funding for those solutions, walk through the process of applying for grants. We can't help. We can't do the writing, but we can do a lot of walking through the process, um, identifying the best source of funds, um, looking at those grant applications and what's required helping people identify how you're going to measure your outcomes, how you're going to measure your progress, so that when it comes to hitting submit on that application, they've got the strongest application they can possibly have.
3: Okay, gentlemen, we have about 10 minutes. Now, Richard, let's open with you. Okay. You've been doing Uh, some fabulous work. Thank you for that. First
1: of all, I want to give the number again It's 888-931-0901. That's 888-931-0901. And if you do go to the website, it's KKFI.org. Now the reason I gave you first, because when I get through talking, you're gonna be reaching in your pocket. I'm saying Jeff, believe it or not, is a it is a dream come true. And I had a meet we had a meeting today with a bunch of folks from around Kansas, all the way to Missouri, St. Louis, and everywhere, with Region 7, talking about this this program. They call it Tic Tac, but it's that Heartland Environmental Justice Center. What they're for is to assist you in the production of a grant application. You know, and that was a big thing on the phone today. I found myself defending them because people are so used to Going to the agencies thinking they have the money they have to. That's not what this group is. This group is being paid to help you write the grant in such a way that it will be competitive. And that's exactly what it is. In the normal sense of the grant writing process, EPA can be with you until the grant has been released. Once it's released, they have to stop being with you. You own your own. This group has money to be with you until you submit your dadgum grant. We need you to t- find this group, to talk to this group, and he will be back on the air. I'm going to have him on the air once a month to be able to give you an up-to-date uh, pitch about where they are. They're not ready yet. They're getting there, and we finally got people hired. And they had the staff on with them today getting ready today working two four states iowa nebraska kansas and missouri right now we need to get our bid in there anyone anyone who has a desire to be involved in this environmental world that we're dealing with in your neighborhood in your church in your school now has a chance to compete for a
3: grant. Well, what is it? Right, right. Well, we're talking about money. And uh,
1: 901.
3: Okay, we're talking about money. And so our number to call to pledge to KKFI, which is the station that brings you this vital information, that's 888-931-0901. And don't forget, Gordon Risk is willing to match the first $100. So if what's holding you back is you think, oh, well, I've only got $25. Gordon will match $25, and then you'll be giving $50 to KKFI, which we would be very, very appreciative of. So as I explained, a very smart way to give is to be a sustained giver. It's an easy, easy thing to do. One of the reasons I like to give to KKFI, I'm a sustained giver, is because in the course of the day, I might spend a dollar on a cheeseburger. I spend three dollars on a cup of coffee. I spend a dollar on a newspaper, just about a dollar now. And so I give a dollar a day to KKFI. And over the course of 12 months, it comes out of my credit card, or you can use your debit card. When you call 888-931-0901, Tim Tilton will explain the options to you. At Being a sustained giver at a dollar a day for a year, that will put you in line for some thank you gifts we have some fabulous t- t-shirts this uh, pledge drive they're black with the multicolored 90.1 fm logo we have the trucker hat we have a guest dj certificate you can use for music shows and those guest dj certificates they make fabulous presents so would you call us now now then um richard you've done this entire series of people that are talking about money that the government is giving from the inflation reduction act and right. that's what the tic tac group is all about that's and- what
1: it's about and and that's what that's why i'm bringing it to the individual this is not you don't have to be an organization uh it goes to the they they want to have community-based organization is what they're looking for but there's a bunch of you out there that can get involved in this and uh but we need to have kkfi in the position that is in so that we can get this word out to the public those of you who listen to our station have heard our programs you know this is what we do Find a way to be able to keep you informed on the environmental world. So get those phones. That's 888-931-0901. And website is KKFI.org. We need your support. The t shirts are beautiful. They got they look good. They're they're black with these orange blue and yellow letters on the front of them. They really look nice. And that trucker hat, I mean, when I saw it, I went, oh, boy, if I didn't have a closet with so many hats, I can't even put another one in there. That hat would be definitely on its way to my house. Thank you.
3: Well, the the truth is that when you wear this t-shirt around town, if you go to the grocery store, people will see KKFI and they'll give you a smile because They'll have their KKFI T-shirt on, too. We're so proud of this radio in our greater community, and it's because we're all doing it. This is something that we are creating in Kansas City, and it's putting the word out, like you say. Now, we have many good music shows, and I— I think everybody's got other favorite shows. Brent, what other shows do you like to listen to besides Eco Radio?
0: Well, I've always been an Amy Goodman fan, and this has always been the the place where you could get Democracy Now. You know, every day. Isn't so that the awesome. truth?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Craig, what about you? What uh, What shows do you like to listen to?
7: Well, I like the other two shows that I work on. <laughs> and tell us what that is radioactive magazine and jaws of justice and like brent i do like to listen to democracy now as well um, and then i do like to listen on sundays to the folk killer folk music
3: show. you're right that's a great show you're right well you can support all of these shows everyone doing them volunteers to be on the radio And call us now at 888-931-0901. And if you'd be so good, give us a comment. Tell us what you would like to hear on Eco Radio KC, what you think we're doing well, what you think we could do better. We're just wide open to hear from our listeners. That's the fun of the pledge drive to me, is it's a chance to hear from the people. What do you think, Richard?
1: I think it's great. You know, you didn't ask me about the music. I like the other stations, and I I was going to blurt blur this out before we left to take our next break. You cannot leave out blues and jazz, the two staples for the Kansas City metropolitan region. That is us. We are blues and a jazz city, and I think that this is a great place to have. We have some of the greatest this jockeys for those caliber of music that I've ever heard in Kansas City. So hit that number. I told you you'd be reaching in your pocket, didn't I? That's uh, 888-931-0901. 901 right. And I'd throw
0: in two, if I could. You know, we do a great service talking about the environment. But we also do a great service keeping people up to date on the calendar of events that are happening. Yes. And so if you're if you're listening and you're one of these groups that gets to the benefit of us broadcasting your events on our calendar, give us a call. We'd love to have your support and we'd love to hear from you.
3: Thank and you. Again, We're gonna take go, a short
0: break5.org mm-hmm. or you can call us 888-931-0901.
3: Thank you so much.
2: Hey, Maynard, how many of those extra cars or boats do you really need laying around? Your are is starting to look like a junkyard. Did you know KKFI would take one or all of those vehicles, running or not? You could get rid of them, providing you have a title, and KKFI would receive the funds, which would be a tax deduction for you. Call KKFI at 816-931-3122.
3: Okay, we're back on Eco Radio KC. We're having our pledge drive. So, today, for a very special show for our listeners, we've created little snippets of shows that we have created since the last pledge drive. And right now, we're going to listen to Craig Lubo speaking with a person from the Environmental Integrity Project about aluminum po- pollution.
7: This is Craig Lubo, and thank you for joining us here on Eco Radio KC. Today I have Nadia Steinzer as my guest. She is a research analyst with the Environmental Integrity Project and the lead author of a report that is titled The Aluminum Paradox Vital for Clean Energy, but also a major source of greenhouse gases, air, and water pollution. Welcome, Nadia.
8: Thank you so much, Craig. It's great to be on. We're very excited to have taken this look at the aluminum industry and I'm excited to talk about it.
7: Tell us what are the hazards of aluminum to start with?
8: Yeah, just to be clear, we're, you know, aluminum is in our lives everywhere. I'm here sitting at a laptop, aluminum in it. We might have some beverage cans on our desk or in our hands right now. So it's really all around us and it is a remarkably lightweight, durable metal that can be recycled a lot and it's Plays a currently a big role and is poised to play an even bigger role in clean energy and transportation with electric vehicles. It's a metal that we all use and that we all need and that the world wants more of. But the reason we did this report and what we found was that there are a lot of ways in which aluminum is produced that are not good for the environment and not good for the climate. And we fortunately have found a lot of avenues for solving that problem um, that we think the industry and regulators can take. So you can just imagine how much energy, water and air pollution and land that it takes to go from mining a rock, which is called bauxite, where the aluminum in its mineral form is found all over the world. You have to dig out that rock, mine it, break it down over and over into many different forms, create this alumina powder, which is then has to be heated to extremely high temperatures with a bunch of chemicals. And it's just a very lengthy process to get to the place where you actually have a molten metal that's called aluminum, and then it has to be formed and shipped and so on. So getting from that rock to a molten metal is a really complex process and there are environmental impacts all along the way.
7: In terms of producing new aluminum, is that going down as we increase recycling of old aluminum?
8: That's a really good question. Currently, most of aluminum produced in the United States is made with scrap metal and recycled metal. So it's both the recycling that we, you know, as individuals participate in, like with our cans or old appliances, so also the recovered metal from the cutting floor of aluminum smelters where the new aluminum is made or from automobile manufacturers or solar panel manufacturers that strip it out. That amount of recovered and recycled metal is, as you say, increasing and there's more and more metal that's made that way, which is a really great thing because recycling aluminum into new metal uses about 95% less energy and avoids a lot of the problems associated with mining and alumina refining and smelting. But we are really looking at a very big projection for demand going forward. So the amount of new aluminum that's being produced in the world continues to increase. Demand in the U.S. and globally is around set to be about 40 percent higher in the next decade than it is currently. So we're really looking at enormous opportunities to reduce the demand for primary or new aluminum by recycling and recovering more, manufacturers of different products and individuals with their own recycling need to do a much better job. Even if something as basic as a beverage can, only about 50% of them get recycled in the United States.
3: Okay, so <coughs> Craig, that was a great, great interview that you did and if you wanna hear the entire thing You can go to kkfi.org and go to the Eco Radio page and search aluminum, and it's easy to find. But now then, Craig, tell me, how did you get – you've told me what you listen to besides Eco Radio, and you do a great job for us, but how did you get started with KKFI?
7: I knew Richard for several <laughs> years before um, through the Sierra Club. And I had also met Mike Murphy a couple of times when I was a guest on the original Eco Radio, which was um, hosted by Barbara Christ. And um, so Richard and Mike, at some point, approached me about being on Eco Radio. I started, I want to say, it was 2012, I think. And one of my favorite shows was the very first year I was on, hosting I had on Helen Caldecott, a doctor from Australia. I remember
3: that, right. That was a great, great show.
7: Uh, that was one of my favorites.
3: On nuclear, uh, nuclear waste.
7: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that when people think about why this show is special, not only do we cover the environment, but we cover some unique topics that aren't necessarily covered on other environmental shows elsewhere. One example of that was uh, about a year or two ago, I had on somebody from Greenability. And one of the topics we talked about was green funerals, green burials. We talked about traditional burial, cremation, and there was a third type. Um, And so that was interesting because it, it brought you information I don't think most people had thought about.
3: And then one share, of, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, one
7: of the things too, when when you call in the pitch, we want to hear from you. Um, it's 888-931-0901. You can also go online at kkfi.org. And there's, a, in addition to one-time donations or sustaining donations like Terry suggested, the other thing you can do is we're not we don't hope that anybody dies too soon but put us in your will so that when you do die we can depend <laughs> on some money coming to us
3: speaking about green funerals made you think about uh estates is that right craig so um yes. th- that's a good idea now then what do you think, Brent? You are going to do for your next show? Do you have any ideas? What's coming up for you?
0: Yeah, I I went over to Wealth Day at the Kansas State Capitol a few weeks ago. Yeah, good. And I didn't see you, Richard. I usually see you there, but you weren't there that day. But it was pretty good. It was a pretty good turnout, and I met a, a professor from K State, and she has uh, she was sharing a a bit in a presentation about the effect of climate change on the livelihood of farmers in the Midwest. So they've done a big study between K-State and Cornell. I guess Kansas is good because we keep a lot of data. And it's really sobering how, how much it's going to affect farmers' livelihood, you know, with every fraction of a degree of warming that we get. So I'm I'm going to try to do a, a show with her coming up
3: soon. Well, that'll be great. And then the show that we have for next week, which will also be the pledge drive, but really everyone needs to tune in and listen. We do college students from Kansas University. This will be our fourth year that they're working on their education, their bachelor's degree And uh, so they plan to be on, and that's going to be a fabulous show. I want everyone to understand that each one of our shows is podcast, and you can download that podcast from the KKFI website from the episode page, Eco Radio KC. You can download it. You can send it anywhere in the world you would like to send it. We provide that to you absolutely at no cost, except it's the pledge drive. And in order to do these things, we need your support. We're 100% listener-supported. We don't get money from any larger corporation or an area of government. That lets us be free to talk about things that we feel are important for the people to know But we need you to call. Call us now, 888-931-0901. That's 888-931-0901. So, Richard, you already said that you're planning to have Jeff Severin on again, which is a great thing. Now then, can you think of anything else we can tell listeners to help them to understand the great value that they get from KCAFR. oh yeah, and the archive, they don't have to listen to ECO Radio at six o'clock on Monday, right? They can listen to it any time on the archive.
1: Right, right. You know, you mentioned that, and I'm gonna go with the uh, uh, the fact that we bring information to you and I make you aware of things that we are behind on, that we're not receiving, as a geographic area. And one of the things that concerns me now is this thing called justice 40. If you write that word down and look it up, you'll see that it's a plan that Biden uh introduced that 40% of this infrastructure money is designated to be spent in underserved communities. And and when I they had me come to DC to speak on it and I talked about how being from Kansas, I'm getting a chance to see how the legislators are working with the rural communities to make sure they are able to justify themselves as being underserved also. And I agree with that 100%. I'm not saying that that's a problem. I'm saying it because we need to be doing that ourselves in the urban area. And it's not happening. That's why I'm pushing so hard. I know this is a fun drive. I know we want you to drop that ducats into the the on the phone and get us some some bucks in there so we can stay alive but we need you to we need this station to be alive so that i can come to you and say that justice 40 that j-u-s-t-i-c dash 40 is a plan that you or anyone you know can figure out a way to work with that 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 the Jeff and his people and design funding to be able to use it in the low income communities. That's what I'm saying to you. That's eight 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 nine three one zero nine zero one eight 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 nine three one zero nine zero one.
3: 931 901 888-931-0901. Thank you so much for that, Richard. Now then, Craig, do you want to just give us your closing words on the importance of supporting kkfi 35 years we've been on the air
7: Mm -hmm. wow um yeah it seems like just yesterday when we had the 30th party and now it's 35
3: time goes fast yes
7: yes so um just if you want to show us your appreciation for what we're doing please support us so that we can continue to do
3: what we've been doing and when you call go ahead and tell timmy i want them to do this topic too i would like to hear this guest as well and so brent you made a challenge that's a very smart thing to do i'm going to make a challenge I want everyone listening who has on a t-shirt to pick up that phone and call 888-931-0901. You're going to feel so good about supporting KKFI for as little as a dollar a day for one day, five days, 30 days, 365 days we would really appreciate that money we use it to broadcast we don't waste your money we're not doing a single extravagant thing here we welcome anyone to come to the station and watch us do a show wouldn't that be fun guys yep yeah i have these uh three my three members of the eco radio team they're on Zoom, so I'm live in the studio, and, and that's what you'll see. This is, how, yeah, it's it's how we play these days, right?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And Terry, I just want to say, I really appreciate you going in every Monday. I know you're yes. there. It's a long day for you. You start off the day, you know, producing Jaws of Justice, and then you spend most of of Monday getting everything ready so that Eco Radio goes goes off without a hitch at six right. o'clock. And you've been doing some really good shows. I'm curious to hear what what segment you're going to play for yourself, because I know you've got a little bit coming up. I really liked your coverage of the Common Ground film that you just did a few months ago. I thought that was an excellent show.
3: Yeah, thank you for that, Brent. Now then, we're getting ready to go out. And as we... As we quit our pitching, and I hope everyone has had a chance to call 888-931-0901. It would mean so much to all of us. It would just be wonderful to hear from you. I'm going to play a bit that I did with a Sierra Club regional attorney about the Inflation Reduction Act. Richard, you turned me on and I was like, well, what is this Inflation Reduction Act? And I couldn't rest until I found an expert, and he really did a fabulous job of explaining it. I'm sure the government has changed it 15 times since that broadcast, which was only two months ago. But uh, it's a tremendous amount of money, and it's tax credits, and it is grants, and other ways that people, every single person listening, can have access to improve their home, improve their transportation, have a more comfortable lifestyle with respect to our the climate changing in our planet. So, uh, th- thank you for asking about that, Brent. That's what we're going to go out with. I want everybody to say goodbye. Goodbye.
1: goodbye Kansas
3: City thanks ah, for yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for caring about the world. Good evening. It's Terry Wilkie. My guest is Tony Mendoza. He's with the National Sierra Club out of California. Hello, Tony. Mm -hmm.
9: Hello, Terry. Nice to be with you.
3: I, for one, am very interested in the 2022 Inflation Reduction Act. Tony and I will refer to the act as the IRA. This is the most significant action Congress has taken on clean energy and climate change in the nation's history. I believe the funds available under the IRA are a figure of more than $50 billion. Tony, do
9: you know the numbers? Projecting that it'll be $500 billion or more? So let's start at GO. What is environmental justice? Environmental justice is basically the idea that certain communities in this country have not received the full benefit of the prosperity of this country over the years and so Certain communities, often communities of color, low-income folks, have often been had some of the most polluting resources put in their areas.
3: There's a million acronyms in this legislation. Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund, GGRF. Has the time passed for that? What is that?
9: So the time has not passed. The Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund is a component of the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act. There's a few different components of the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund. One of the main components is to set up national green banks, which will then fund clean energy projects in communities, including in Kansas and Missouri, to do things like decarbonization of buildings, clean electricity, clean transportation. And so that's one big chunk of the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund. And so one thing I would say is that for Missouri and Kansas, it's important to set up local and statewide green banks that can receive that funding and spend it in the communities. And I want to highlight also that for the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund, and I'm sorry, there are just a lot of initialisms in not only environmental law, but certainly Congress used a lot of them here in this statute. And I, uh, There's also this these entities called CDFIs, Community Development Financial Institutions. And there are dozens of them in Missouri and I think around a dozen in Kansas. And they're already existing and they do things like affordable housing and economic development. But now they'll be able to receive clean energy funding from these national green banks that are going to be set up by EPA through the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund. And so that's one part. But then I want to talk about another part of the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund, which is called Solar for All. It's a grant program. And there's two entities that are in Missouri. The entity that is leading and that is likely to implement that program is Environmental Improvement and Energy Resources Authority of the state of Missouri. And in Kansas, the lead entity is the Kansas Housing Resources Corporation. Both of those entities have filed notices with EPA saying that they would like to run the Solar for All program in Missouri and Kansas, respectively. And Solar for All is a program that's going to install rooftop solar, battery storage, energy efficiency, and kind of related home upgrades for low-income and disadvantaged folks in all of those states.
2: My name is Darnell. At the end of our hour, here's some environmental news for the week of February 26, 2024. Democracy Now! reports. The city of Chicago filed a lawsuit against six oil and gas giants and an industry trade group which funded, conceived, planned, and carried out a sustained and widespread campaign of denial and disinformation about the existence of climate change and their products, contributions to it. The suit lays out the climate crisis impact faced by Chicago, including more frequent and intense storms flooding, drought, extreme heat waves, and shoreline erosion. Chicago joined eight other states, the District of Columbia, and multiple municipalities across the U.S. that have filed similar lawsuits against big oil for their role in exacerbating the climate crisis. Inside Climate News reports, another climate impact has hit public's radar. Increased rainfall caused increased mudslides. Los Angeles saw 592 slides in one week, a reminder that excessive precipitation events set off more than flooding. New York lawmakers have passed a new packaging reduction and recycling bill that would fundamentally reshape how single-use plastic waste is managed in the state. The bill will also cover paper and glass waste. The proposed Packaging Reduction and Recycling Infrastructure Act follows a polluter's pay philosophy, putting the financial burden for managing packaging waste on the companies that generate it. 11 years ago, after easements for a pipeline buried beneath the Bad River Reservation in northern Wisconsin expired, five years after the tribe first sounded alarms over the risk of an imminent oil spill into their namesake river, and eight months after a federal judge ordered a shutdown, Canadian pipeline giant Enbridge was back in federal court last week arguing that the flow of oil will, through its 71-year-old Line 5 pipeline, be allowed to continue. When the Inflation Reduction Act became law in 2022, leading energy researchers and modelers projected how much the legislation would reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The prediction was one-third less emissions by 2037. So how are things going 18 months after President Biden signed the IRA? Some of the same researchers who made the forecast have just issued a report that looks Looks at progress in the transportation and electric power sectors. They found that the adoption of electric vehicles have been at the upper end of their range of expectations, while the deployment of renewable electricity has fallen slightly short of expectations. Sustainability Action Newsletter reports Kansas House Bill 2588 would raise rooftop solar caps to 5% by amending the Net Metering and Easy Connection Act to expand investor-owned or private utilities' ability to connect customers with rooftop solar panels system to the electric grid. The bill would increase over four years the total percentage of allowed net-metered rooftop solar interconnections. The bill would establish the methodology for monthly billing using different billing rates for different times of the day. A bill would require that consumer generators be appropriately sized. California became the first state in the nation to ban single-use plastic bags. But plastic bag waste by weight has increased to unprecedented levels. The problem is that the law allowed retailers to provide thicker, heavier weight, reusable plastic bags to customers for the price of a dime. The bags are made of 20% recyclable material and could be recycled at at the end of their useful life. These reusable bags are made from high-density polyethylene. Although they can be recycled, the thicker plastic bags are not being reused. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. Please tune in again next week or listen to our podcast at any time.
1: This is Richard Mabian. Thank you for listening to ECO Radio KC on KKFI 90.1 FM, Kansas City Community Radio. ECO Radio is brought to you each week by a team of
3: collaborators, including me, Craig Lugo, Terry Wilking, Brent Rysdale, and Bob Grove. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests and not of KKFI and or the Midcoast Media Project. You can find our calendar and a podcast of each show on Eco Radio KC's Facebook page, as well as on our show page at kkfi.org.